previously on the Hired Swords. What would happen if we don't make it to the elven camp? What would happen if we're stuck in a realm of death? There's nothing here but death and muck and darkness. I'm tired of being here. I'm tired of seeing the sad looks on my companions. I'm tired. And this monster stands in our way once again. I just want to, to, to find home. I need to find... To, to find my father. Th- that's all. That's all I ever wanted. I, I don't know how we're going to make it through. We're not safe here. I- every day we travel, I beseech the gods of old. Please let us make it out alive. Listening to the Hired Swords, the D&D podcast that forgot to inform you it's releasing bi-weekly. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Hired Swords. I realize I did it the same way every time. I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. Was that better? Was that good? That was okay. It was soothing. I thought it was kind of terrible. Oh, I don't think you okay. can hear them if they were reply. Okay, well, I was asking you guys, the people who are uh, <laughs> in here with me, and those people are Ash playing Gwendolyn. Hello, Ash. Hello, Michael. Hi, Derek is Devin. <laughs> Yo. Blaze, he's Krigs Golder, Sovereign Emberoak, Mushroom Daddy, many things. I had a snack in my mouth when I was trying to talk earlier and I almost choked. Ooh, don't do that. And the guy who said I sounded terrible, that was Mikey playing Joxer. That's why he's I'm last. your ranger. You're my what, ranger? Ranger, yep. I'll be playing your ranger today. Oh, okay. That's new. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, can, and, let's uh, just change our class every single time. Okay. Oh, yeah, every game. That'll be super fun and easy to keep up with for all of us. <laughs> this time I'm playing your fartiser. <laughs> fartiser. Can we, we also it, talk on everyone's turn? At the same I time? Mean, we're yeah. supposed to, right? <laughs> Let's do that. Okay, great. Let's talk over each other the whole time. Great. Perfect. In the last episode. In the last episode. In the last episode. That was close. When we last left off, we were, we finished a little bit of a, attempted a little bit of a ceremony, something to kind of, I don't know, honor those who had fallen in the battlefield that they were found in, they found themselves in at the end of the episode before. And Krieg's casting a spell to cause these flame sort of creations of mushroom and, and phosphorescent uh, growth to kind of bury these creatures instead, or these skeletons and things instead kind of caused them to become these morphed, corrupted versions of these corpses. But uh, after leaving that space, walking uh, through the woods for a little while, they happen upon this large, viney 
plant monster that seems to only have one thing in its mind, and that is to consume whomever it comes up in contact with. And we left off with Gwyn trying to convince it to, or just trying to communicate with it and talk to it, see what happens, failing the creature, then attacking uh, Gwyn, doing some damage, leaving us now to Joxer's turn as we are, as we sit here in combat. Yeah, so because no one moved on their turn, we are all still grouped together. Except for Carmen. Carmen moved away. (laughs) (laughs) We're family. Family stays together. (laughs) At least we're not tied together this time. (laughs) It's true. It's a good call. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, So at minimum, I'm going to try to walk around this beast, which looks like that's a... What is that? I don't know. So somewhere in the... How big is he? Uh, It's very large. About 15 feet across... 15 foot diameter. He stands about uh, 10 feet tall. I'm just trying to paint a mind picture for those listening and can't yeah. see the map. Yeah. Plants yeah. And, and vines. It looks like he's not as much made up of plants and vines as he maybe once was, but now he's kind of made up of everything he's consumed with body parts of different creatures and things inside of him that are kind of visible as well. Yeah, I do not plan on being a part of that uh, that that family there. Um, I will use <laughs> a, a key point um, because I'm going to use a bonus action to do flurry blows. Okay. Um, and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna pop it a couple of times to see just see how it feels, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And just uh, get it, get Go an idea. It. Yeah. Um, all right, so it'll be two attacks. <laughs> That is not my best. Uh, so that is a 16 and a 19. Both will hit as 15 is your target. Woo! Flurry was... of blows doesn't count as a weapon attack. It's unarmed, right? Yeah, that's my melee attack. Unless my tattoos are considered weapons now. I think that would still be an unarmed attack. Alrighty you then. You use your arms, but... Let's see here. D- wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that went over real well. <clears throat> <laughs> I was thinking about laughing, but then you I, forgot I think if you, have to, if you have to think about it, then you probably just shouldn't do it. Yeah, thought better of it. All right, That's fair. So that'll be, I have uh, to decide whether or not to laugh. It's not real. <laughs> Nine plus five, so 14. Uh, did we say that was radiant because of the... Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, or at least magical, whichever. Um, and so that'll be... I said it. 14. Uh, 14 damage. Melee. Yeah. Uh, damage okay. there. And then um, using my uh, drunken master, uh, I guess, portion of that, I'm able to disengage after I do that. Okay. After I confuse it. So I'm going to move a little bit further away. Great. So I'm going to jump over these trees that are just all over the ground and the mucky ground. And I don't know, just yeah. uh, Hip, skip, hop, skip and jump away. Yeah, yeah. Make make up some distance, and then I am going to cast a spell. Ooh, okay. What are you going to cast? I am going to cast uh, Rolotham's Psychic Lance. Okay. <clears throat> that sounds elaborate. Yeah, so just this little, little, I don't know, purple circle, like, emanates straight from my forehead and directly at the... Uh, <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, the beast and um, I unleash a lance of psychic power and it will need to make a constitution. No intelligence saving throw. Sorry. That's not going to go super good. You say that. <laughs> uh, 14 um, is what it needs to make. <laughs> it rolls a seven. Ooh, all right. Yeah. So it's going to take seven D minus three. Seven, seven damage? Seven D6 damage. and oh, is seven D6 damage. Seven D6 damage. different. Yeah, and is incapacitated until the start of my next turn. Oh, snaps. Okay. Ooh, that's a six and a five, so 11. Uh, four and a one, so 16. A five and a three, so 24. And then... And then another five, so 29 psychic damage. 29 psychic damage as this thing begins to flail. Just and as it does, a couple of these vines, as it flails from this damage, kind of flop open. And this half of this bat-like creature falls out. One arm, a head, and part of a wing still attached as it's like this upper section of this creature. Large. It looks like a bat, but it's large and... Makes you maybe wonder where that thing came from as it had been consumed at some point by this creature. And that, that is my turn. All right, that takes us to Davin's turn. What are you going to do, sir? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm going to keep it simple. Davin's just going to kind of swing his arm around and you see like flames start to build up as he does. And I'm just going to stretch it out to a spear and throw a firebolt at it. Firebolt, got it. Firebolt. Ooh, no. Uh, 16 to hit? It will. Oh, that that's hits. good. So that's 3d10. Okie doke. And that is 18 fire damage to the poor feller. All right. Any, does it do lightning as well? It does. A d6 of lightning, huh? Mm-hmm. Five more. Five lightning. So this flame hit this thing and begins to... Uh, begins to wrap around it and you see sections of it begin to kind of char and burn off while uh, it doesn't seem to like penetrate the thickness of these vines and do as much damage as you would have hoped this fire and uh, then the lightning starts to spark around it and as it does some of these vines whip and flap towards this lightning and it absorbs inside adding that uh -oh. amount of hit points instead of subtracting. You said it was how many? Five. Five. So you're telling me the one time you remind me of my lightning damage is because you <laughs> wanted to heal yourself. I remind you almost every <laughs> time, <laughs> sir. Sure. Wow. How, many, how much was the fire? You're right. The, the fire was 18. 18. Got it. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to back up because I want to put some space between me and the other party members. So I'm just going to back up about oh, uh, 15 feet back into this corner. Between gotcha. the trees, behind the trees. Triggs. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds good. That's me. So that is Davin's turn. We are back up to Carmen's turn. He's going to just old faithful, bonus action, hide, throw a couple of daggers that will return to him. And so here he goes, Carmen, stone. One, two. We have a 10, which is a natural one completely misses and the second one is a 
is a 12 plus 9, so a total of 21, as he hits with the second attack, doing a d4 plus 5 piercing, and also his 6d6 sneak attack. So let's do the d4 plus 5. That would be 9 as max damage on that, plus 6d6. So so 10, which would be 19, plus 3 more d6. 11, so that would be uh, 19 plus 11 would be 30. Yep. Or 30. 30, 30 damage. Numbers. Remember Math. damage. As these dagger, this one dagger just slices through this guy. And hang on, no, that's not true. Ah, uh, no, that is right because it's 66. Wow. Okay, cool. Yep. So slices through, like slicing pieces of this. Uh, of this uh, off of him and then goes right inside this monster like disappears inside this creature into the blackness inside and the creature then flails back again like he did with the psychic damage and just you hear this slimy slobbery sound as Carmen's dagger his second dagger reappears in his hand and he tries to lock eyes on that other dagger to get it back and can't see it after rolling that natural one, kind of uh -oh. loses sight of his first dagger. That takes us now. You can to add a 1d4 to that. Gwendolyn's turn. Oh, I can. Another one, huh? A weapon attack. Ooh, wow, ooh, so that is one more damage. Worth it. How do you want to do this? Oh, wait, wrong show. <laughs> uh, not quite yet. That takes <laughs> us to Gwendolyn's turn. Um, I'm going to do my bonus action first. By the um, way, your attack should have advantage. I think he's restrained. Incapacitated. So. Incapacitated. Same. So in, I think as far as... He's oh. sleepy. Attacks. You still get advantage. I will find out. I'm looking it up immediately. Right now as we speak. Incapacitated. Can't take actions or reactions. That's all. You don't have any bonus against it. So that's all. Okay. Carry on. Okay. Rules lawyering confirmed. <laughs> well, first, I'm going to do my bonus action, and I am going to create one of my spirit totems, which is a bayer. This is when it gets complicated. He's okay. <laughs> Blocks of text. And I, <laughs> I, I copied it this time, so it's not a novel to read. Um, oh, nice. So this I'm doing the bear spirit. Long paragraph. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. All I'm we just need trying is this to help. Part. Gains temporary hit points equal to five plus your druid level. Yep. Which Advantage is... on strength checks and saving throws. Yes. I'm sorry, Gwen. I love your I love your totems. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Everybody loves Gwen's totems. So everyone gets 17 uh, temporary hit points Sweet. if they're in. They, everyone should. Everyone should be able to hit it because it's a third. I'm putting it right over the monster, and it has 30 feet that it'll be. Oh yeah. And for sure. Diameter. Um. A radius. And after I do that, <laughs> I'm going to turn into a weasel. All right. And I am going to be stealthy. Okay. Um, if I can. You can. I mean, you can try to go away. This thing's currently incapacitated. It cannot do anything against you. Okay. Well, while I am in weasel form, I am very tiny. So I'm going to try to smell my way to the center or the heart of this beast. And possibly not it. it. Okay, great. What in the so world are you doing? Sick. Okay, so cool. I make my way. I, I guess I wouldn't making her way. 
I wouldn't <laughs> be asking to do perception <laughs> yet. So yeah, you're so you're climbing up the vines and kind of getting through to the inside of this creature currently. So that's cool. All right. Correct. Make my As way. It's incapacitated. That takes us. If that's a, if that is that it. Yes, it is. Thanks, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Kriggs, your turn. Well, I'm gonna smack it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why mess around? Just smack it. I, I love the difference between the two. Like, I'm turning into a tiny animal, and I'm gonna crawl inside it, and I'm gonna eat it away from the inside. And the other one's, I'm gonna smack it. <laughs> I slapped it for 18 plus my weapon, so yeah, I hit it. Yep. Good, uh, I'm gonna advantage, hit. right? No, you do not have advantage. Like I do. Okay, I'm glad I didn't. Um, <laughs> you fake it. I think I have advantage. Yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna slap it. Uh, and I'm gonna hit it with my big old hammer. Total of 16 bludgeoning damage on my first All attack. Right. And I'm gonna add a smite to that because I have improved smite, and that'll be a one d eight. Wait. Okay. 2d8 is smite, right? I don't Hold know on. what your character sheet say. God dang. <laughs> Improved divine smite is 1d8, right? Nice. That adds 7 damage. So my first attack will hit for 23 damage. Ba-boom. A large smack of the hammer crushes through several of these vines. It shoots through some of the darkness inside of this creature, pushing out the the other side splattering this black spray everywhere and this leaving behind this radiant beam that kind of wraps around the creature and sizzles away some of what's inside of it as well now what well i'm gonna smack it again because it's still not dead nope (laughs) uh and i rolled a 18 well 10 plus 8 that's a hit sick uh hopefully i'm not accidentally smacking gwen with any of these um That'd be terrible. (laughs) I don't think so. Not right now, at least. Uh Uh-oh. And with that one, I did a 13 bludgeoning damage. And I'm going to apply smite to it. Also got a 7 on that. So a total of 20 damage on that one. 20 mo. Making quick work of this thing as you slice, you smack through it again. This time, just just crushing into the side of it. Just adding, and you see this shockwave of gas. The stuff inside this thing just kind of like ripples away that and the damage becomes obvious as it splooges out around the vines that are swirling around this creature mm, and uh, it's still standing there but it is very severely damaged cool and free action i'm gonna let the momentum of my hammer swing it up to my shoulder and i'm gonna put on a pair of sunglasses and say you got me feeling vine okay that's <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> Awesome. That's the the creature's turn, and it's going to do a whole lot of nothing as it's currently incapacitated. I just realized we're beating up something that's like, it's just like, okay, I'll take <laughs> it, I guess. can't do anything. <laughs> However, Gwyn, you're a weasel. As you roll around on the inside of, or run around on the inside of this creature, you're, you're going to take the damage that you would take if you had been engulfed by this creature. Ooh. Not okay. the bludgeoning damage, which... It would be if it's got a hold of you and is squeezing you, but definitely the 3d6 necrotic damage your weasel is going to take. Okay. So, because that is just for being inside this creature. So you take 
the, the weasel takes 13 necrotic damage. How many hit points does your weasel have? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I liked your idea a lot. Are you and inside I... this plant? Yeah. Yes. You're going to un-weasel inside this thing? Yeah, because the weasel has like one hit point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the armor class is 13, though. Yeah, it's it it's, it's not. It's like an area of effect, and the area is the inside of the creature. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> I didn't put you in there. You went in there. Yeah, but you're making it difficult for me. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sorry that I'm making it difficult for you to run your character. <laughs> um, well, I changed so, back. So yeah, you come back. You take 12 damage. Do we just uh, see Gwyn. two elf, like half elven legs poking out of this? Yeah, Gwen takes pool. twelve damage, right? From because you take the leftover, the remaining damage after this thing disappears, and so yeah. you suddenly <laughs> your your skin, your body is starting to like uh, to gray, get turned gray and dry and crack, and you're feeling the pain of that as parts of you start to die inside this creature as this. You realize this is made up from this death energy. And uh, Gwendolyn, you are now inside this creature as you you have a couple arms sticking out. Your legs are sticking out. And you basically, your midsection and the side of your head is inside of this creature now as you were kind of snooping around trying to find where to attack. And now you are... I wouldn't say you're stuck at this point because uh, he can't hold on to you currently being incapacitated. Uh, but then we go to Joxer's turn. Uh, so so I I see like Gwen slowly like forming outside of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You see arms and legs. Gwen's arms and legs suddenly <laughs> protruding out of this creature. Oh. Uh, I may have gotten stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, I don't. I don't even know how to process like that visual for me. Uh, um, and you'll just see um, me kind of phase out for a half second as as I use my astral refuge and then pop out with. Uh, with two spells that get cast on myself. So I'm using an action to um, uh, cast, uh, what is it? My, what are they called? Their spells with names. Uh, Shadow Blade and then um, Armor of Agathis. Okay. So I just kind of get this light, icy kind of uh, surrounding uh, or mist around me. And then, um, and then I have my, my blade. I can't really do too much. Um, yeah, I'll walk up now and I'll uh, kind of sprint up and kind of get cross from where uh, Kriggs is. In nice. See if I can give him a little little bonus next round. Okay. And you know, I'll use another key point and then just uh, just kind of smack him. All right. So this time it would be an advantage. That was needed. Uh, 14 plus 6, 22, and whoop, that was a 19 or a 2. So, uh, so both hit. And that All right. will be 
plus seven plus five. That'll be twelve uh, magical fist damage. All right. So you hit this thing with your twelve and and punch it and as you do that last hit, you you punch through and the vines break like like suddenly like they're hard sticks and just kind of fracture and when they do this dark energy that was on the inside of this creature just dissipates and all of the vines and all the sticks and everything that made this creature up on the outside suddenly just turn to dead wood and dead plant and just fall on the ground and Gwendolyn, you fall with it. You were been you'd been suspended about five feet in the air, but by, by this thing, and now you fall five feet and hit the ground, surrounded by these bits of plant life and things that just kind of fall on top of you. At this thing, seem as this thing, this thing seems to have lost its whatever life force was giving it its animation. You probably hear Gwendolyn go oof as she falls down and um, kind of rubs her head for a minute and then probably while she's sitting there on the ground um, reaches out to touch the plants that are left over. Um, does she, while she looks at it, does she find anything interesting about make it? Make a perception check. Okay. So you'll let me make a perception check but not be a weasel inside a big plant. I see. <laughs> That's fine. You could. You were a weasel inside the plant. Not for long. I'm sorry. It was a fun <laughs> idea. And then I realized, oh, inside there is necrotic key. Uh-huh. Uh, 12. Okay. Necrodaki. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're kind of looking through through the the sticks and things and, and realizing this thing was just kind of held together by the necrotic force that was swirling around on the inside, that force that damaged you and took you out of your wild shape. But you don't find anything left behind other than you do realize this is the first like dry sticks and wood that you'd seen since you came into the untouched lands. It could be useful. I throw them into a water puddle. I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, what? I pick them all up and soak them. Oh, Gwen. And soak them. I pee on them immediately. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm so outraged by what happened. <laughs> this is how I show it. I urinate on the sticks. <laughs> um, I, I have n- no idea what that was, but it, I found some s- sticks. Should we camp soon? Well, how long have we been traveling? That's true. You've been traveling for several hours, and you had already traveled several hours to find the the battlefield you had found. So this is that same day, definitely into the evening of that day. Well, I I suppose I maybe find a place a little bit cleaner since there's a bit of mess here now. But yeah, we can camp around this area. Uh, I'm just a little disappointed. I was just, I was just kind of getting into the, that moment as you see, like this magical kind of mist around me and me holding one of the little <laughs> <laughs> shadow blades. I'm just like flipping it up in the air and it disappears and then comes back. Well, I mean, we can get in a fight real quick if you want to. <sighs> no, what? No, no that that sounds r- ridiculous. She doesn't catch on to the sarcasm. 
You're right. He would. Have, he wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> so Devin, <laughs> sir, I I didn't know we'd uh we, we'd we'd lose our therapist today. Oh. <laughs> Some other time, friend. <laughs> Just go up to him. We should start seeing other people. <laughs> <laughs> Davin's going to take one dry stick and he's just going to break off just like an inch of it and he's going to put it in his little component pouch that he has. Okay. Um, Why do you need so that stick? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually going to like look. What you at- doing with that stick? <laughs> She's so suspicious of everything. <laughs> so sus. <I> <laughs> Wonder what kind of magic you're doing with that stick. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of like investigate what is left of that monster and just kind of see what kind of entities do I see? Human? Do I see like just kind of yeah. get an idea of like all the creatures that we just uh, met met its end? Okay, yeah. Um, make a investigation check as you look through. Tell creature. me one or two. Just give me one or two. Two. Okay this die it's a bad die i'm sorry um, I, you shouldn't have asked the dm <laughs> um so so that's an 11 actually 11. Okay. you know what i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna use a luck point just for the two. okay okay that was a nat one so we'll go with the other one <laughs> <laughs> well uh, you definitely see some like large very large like spear sized insect legs what you also okay, so you definitely see you're not sure what kind of insect this might be, but it's definitely it's got it's like kind of fuzzy and and a uh, couple joints in the legs. And you had already seen this large bat. It's the bat the bat looks like it's almost human size. Uh, it's pretty large and other than that a lot of different plant matter and things like that that are in there, but it's the plants are not they don't look like they were ever fully rich in nutrients or that sort of thing. They're just kind of whatever, the same kind of stuff you've been seeing around the place. So, I, I feel like I, if, if like one of you, you were saying that the insect legs are like spear size. Yeah, they're big. Um, I was asking about insect legs and because I, I am going to take one of those uh, or try to take one of those spear legs just because. I don't know. I'm going to figure out what it's going to do. I don't know. I'm going to look over at Gwen and say, well, is there anything you want to take? I I just thought we can make some firewood. That's a good idea. We should take this wood. Yeah, I'm down to burn it. It'd be nice to have a, (laughs) a, a fire out in this. Yeah, I'm down to burn one. (laughs) That's what I... Burn one. Burn one. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, do I have to do anything for stealing that leg, or can I just take one of those spiny? No, they're just laying there. Take what cool. you want. I'm just, I'm just taking one spear. Just, maybe maybe just, I'll use it <laughs> for something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, man. Just take it, man. It's just laying there, bro. <laughs> oh, hey, Bell, when did you get here? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sing us a song? We need that's a little just, bit of light. That's just how I feel right now, man. <laughs> Ready for bed, bro. No. Yeah, so you could take whatever you need out of that pile of leftovers from your monster kill here. Those, that's your loot, baby. Dig away. I'm stealing his knife that he left inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, I yeah, love Carmen this more is, than gold. <laughs> Carmen is looking around. 
kind of kicking stuff around over past where the monster had been laying. And finally, he looks over just past, just into the woods a little ways, and he goes, ah! And that knife is in his hand. He puts it in his belt. <sighs> Missing is so inconvenient. Well, gotta be watch. more careful than that. Yeah, you're telling me. He how says. Does, how does that work exactly? That would be... I mean, I'm not saying I want to go hurling hammer, but that might be useful. <laughs> hurling hammer. <laughs> uh, yeah, he says, uh, well, I, I don't know how it works. I don't have much use for magic typically myself, but uh, when the craftsman forged this for me and gave it to the enchantress, she put something on it that caused it to be more... Uh, Way, way more useful for me not having to chase it around all the time. Now, I have to see it to gather it back. So when it tucks itself behind a tree like that one did, well, let's just say I, I prefer to hit, not miss. Well, I, I wouldn't mind hitting the sack. I think we're getting pretty close to the nighttime, right? A rest would be good. I can keep watch to start us off if you'd like. The place seems to be crawling with things that want to eat us. So... If you'd like, I can I'm look, not going to say no to an extra set of eyes. I'm assuming Joxer is interested in keeping watch. God, <laughs> you say that. Have, have, you, have you seen one of those sets of eyes recently? I haven't seen those. Is it just me? No, I haven't seen them either. Honestly, ever since I saw... I, I just get real kind of solemn. Ever since I saw the soldiers, I... I haven't seen much of anything, eyes-wise, or anything else out there. I just noticed, you know how you get so used to something that you feel strange when it's gone, like maybe it was it's worse that it's not around than that it's here, I don't know. That's um, probably just me. I look at my hand when he says that. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Well... Like I said, if you'd like to start your evenings off with a rest, maybe use some of that dry wood to finally get some sort of fire and take the chill out of the air, I could sit near that fire and keep my eyes open for well, three or four hours for sure. Well, that'll uh, give me time to to brew a couple of things, or at least jump jump into the, the brew hole and uh, maybe figure out a couple of other items. Find something to handy. do with this. It is handy having someone here who can... Whoop up a drink or two. I, I never traveled with someone with those abilities before, and I must say, this is quite a privilege. On uh, these journeys... Just don't ask, him, don't ask him to try the long-bottom stout. It's... I've had better. <laughs> oh. Well, sounds named appropriately, perhaps. Uh, that, that and the dirty brown ale. That, one, uh, that one's not everybody's favorite, but... It's, it's long-bottom adjacent. <laughs> all right i'm gonna start collecting wood and start finding a driest place i can to start setting up a fire getting it getting us a camp going i'm gonna look around and try to forage for food but then quickly realize that's a stupid idea and then stop okay are you hungry i could get you some food if you want to oh, would I... you like some bark when probably interrupts. you know gwen Bark actually tastes like bark. I think I'm going to take you up on that for now. <laughs> That's fair. I hand him a piece that I have left over. Cringe. <laughs> Cringe. 
She also takes a bite. Once I get the fire set up, I'm going to conjure just a gigantic pile of bark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does that count as food? Can I actually do that? Yes, you okay. can. It's food now. <laughs> Flavorless bark. You've, you've made it food. All right. There's this big, there's a small campfire burning. It's not as bright as uh, it, you would think this, from the size of the flame, but the, it, and it's burning through this wood quickly. This wood is dead, like, yeah, just super dry and dead wood. So it's burning quickly and you're having to add this wood more of this wood, but there's quite a bit of it there. And then next to it now is this pile of bark. It looks like actually it makes sense. Like you're going to burn the bark in the fire there to keep things going. And instead it's supposed to be food, I guess. Can I throw a piece of bark in the fire and see what it does? Yeah, you can. And it burns. It doesn't burn like bark. It burns away like some sort of like tapioca, soy based... (laughs) You know, it, it almost melt burns right. like a marshmallow, but. I don't know. That was a good idea. I thought maybe we'd have endless amount. Oh, well. I'm going to crunch on a couple of tortilla flavored uh, uh, pieces of bark and then I'll go to bed. Okay. Tortilla have you flavored. had tortillas in this realm? Fantasy where, tortillas. <laughs> where, where did that come from? Just, I don't uh, know. Just pure anger. <laughs> yeah. I'm still mad at Mike for not letting me be a weasel. <laughs> I'm going to ruin everyone's dreams. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just I joking. A, I think if a plesiosaurus exists, so does tortilla chips. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> you hey, don't crush my dreams. You could call it corned flatbread if you'd like. Sure. <laughs> Corn flatbread. Fried corn crisps. Corn, yeah, cornmeal flatbread. <laughs> it's a delicacy in Glint. They sell it on the roadsides on the in those oh, carts. See. New, new cannon. There we go. I haven't had much street food since I've been here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Cornbread light. And you oh. dip it in a you dip it in a tomato and parsley, like soupy kind of sauce that they, they dip it in. It's pretty tasty. Sometimes they put hot peppers in it, too. We call it You're salsa. trying to retcon salsa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever put parsley in my salsa, though. Well, that's basically... Cilantro is just a form of parsley. <laughs> okay. I feel like there's someone out there that's going to take issue with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though, technically. like the It's a parsley plant, but it's cilantro is a flavor, like... Like there's different kinds of basil. Okay, we're we're way off track here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's play um, D&D, guys. Yeah, I uh, uh you, you just see me lay out my portable hole and uh just jump down and start brewing. Okay. Go down there brew, do your brew rolls for me. What is everyone else doing? Ash, you guys are um, you, is uh, Gwen sleeping? Sleeping? Uh, Gwen's probably not sweet, su- sweeping yet. <laughs> sleeping okay, yet. she ain't sweeping. She yeah, not I ain't sweeping yet. I ain't Um, <laughs> I'm going to probably be sitting next to the fire and then reading my father's journal. Um, okay. I'm going to see... I'm still going to try to find anything. I've read this journal at least a hundred times or more. And I'm going to try to see if there's a code or a decipher or something. Just, I would say this is the norm of what happens when she reads the journal. Just trying to pick at it and go through what okay. is left, since it's yeah. it's got water damage and stuff to it. But sure. all yeah. right. So, are you trying to look for anything in particular? 
No. Just okay. reviewing it as usual. Okay. Go ahead and make a history check just to see Okay. as you're digging through. <gasps> Nine plus two. Eleven. Yeah. Uh, you're just kind of looking over all the things that you have. You've seen them all before. I mean, it's, it's just a refresher, like you said, and you're mm-hmm. digging through and you're just reminded that that your father thought he had to leave to do a really great thing. He was going to do something great. And you're just reminded of that. That's kind of the that's kind of the takeaway you get from this time digging through this journal. Okay. So uh Davin, you got the fire going and the food there. Are you doing anything else? Or did you already say what you're if you're gonna go uh, to bed or what? Best he can with the dirt. He's just using mage hand and kind of just tracing some designs and just kind of working things out in his mind. Things he wants okay. to try and do in the future, maybe if he can get to work. Okay. Cool. 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 How about you, Joxer? Uh, how's, the, how's the brewing? Uh, uh, unusual. Unusual roll. Um, okay. So I ended up getting one item out of it or one little potion, and uh, uh, so the the brew is a plus random stat for the day. So if we oh roll a so d six from the yeah. top of the list down, kind of thing. Yep. Yep. And Sounds so. Good. Yeah, uh, we're it's uh, it's kind of a I don't know, probably closer to a porter in flavor. It's just kind okay. of a, a mellow kind of earthy, but and maybe maybe, uh, you know, just maybe from being around some of this uh, this unusual soil, it's just kind of pulling in some of the 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 weird earthy bits. Oh, so. nice. That's cool. OK, great. So got some brews. A brew made, and from there, Kriggs, you got anything else going for the night? Um, honestly, not really. I think, I think he's just going to be kind of in his own head about the conversation or the attempted conversation he had with Helm, and just wondering if there was anything more he really could have done in that whole situation. All right, you guys settle in. You start to go to sleep. Go in, make a constitution saving throw as you're reading through the journal. Um, excuse me? Uh, you're welcome. Uh, six. You said constitution. Uh-huh. Uh, plus four, ten. Okay, so you're reading and you definitely, as you're reading, you start to kind of rest your head on your on your chin as you and your your knee and your elbows on your knee and your your chins on your on your uh, hand as you kind of sit there and your eyes start to fade and close and you open and oh no 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 I'm reading I got to look through this and you start to fade a little bit again until finally your head sags and you uh, you just finally kind of lean yourself back against one of the kind of decrepit logs that are laying there and Try to read with your head laid back until finally you drift away. And when you do, you find yourself standing on towering white stone city walls. You're looking out over an open field below you. Behind you is a large, white, green, gold-laden, elven city. Everyone around you is stirring and you hear shouting and running and panic. 
And as you look over the edge of the wall into the field beneath you, the field is full of siege weapons, towers. Innumerable numbers of columns of soldiers stretch out from the base of the walls to the tree line, which looks to be nearly a mile away. You start when you hear a loud voice nearby yell, Take aim! Fire! And a volley of arrows leaps from the wall around you towards a row of soldiers below, causing mayhem as a number of them fall, leaving gaps to be filled by their companions as they close in to keep their shield lines intact. Suddenly, ladders click-clack on the stone in front of you, and they're stretched up towards the walls. Elven soldiers on top of the wall have large hooks that they use to push these ladders back down. The sights and sounds are chaotic and confusing. There's stairs nearby that allow you to head down the wall, or there's a room on top of the wall to walk along behind the archers, archers towards a tower to your left. The tower stands 20 feet above the wall, and you can see a company of archers firing arrows down on the enemy below from the slots in the stone walls above. You look down behind and below you, there's more combat as soldiers brace the castle gates and scramble to defensive positions. You hear a voice, Gwen, Gwen, this way. As you turn, you see an elven soldier. He waves you to follow, to follow and leads you through an entryway into a corridor that takes you down, down into the halls beneath the castle. Do you follow him? Uh, yeah, I immediately just go. You follow him down the halls beneath the castle, and you run down this, this stair that runs along the walls. These stairs down and down until you tur- it turns and cuts down into a big, empty room. And in this room are a column of soldiers, elven soldiers. They're wearing greenish leather armor. They're, they're carrying white shields with green... Imble- a green uh, uh, this this hand holding an orb emblazoned on all their shields and the gold trim around their shields. They're all holding them together with a command from behind. They turn and all of them at once turn and make a path as this soldier escorts you through the middle. He, he says uh, another command is, is uh, called out behind you as you run through the column and they close one by one. <laughs> behind you the shield wall reforming as you can hear faintly in the distance the sounds of combat coming through the hallways you're escorted into another room and in this room through these big wooden doors that close behind you with a large wooden wooden uh, pillar slid into a latch to keep the doors from opening again this room is filled with Elven women and children, elderly men and women as well, sit watching the door, watching you come in. And as you sit there and you see all of these faces, you hear the voices echo in your mind again, the, the yelling from your vision before you hear, we had a deal, but we had a deal. And Carmen shakes you awake. You open your eyes and there he is standing over you. And he says, you, a deal. What are you talking about? A deal. What are you talking about? You're screaming. You were screaming. You're going to, anything out here is going to be drawn to us with your screaming. Are you okay? 
I was yelling. Yes, you were screaming it. We had a deal. We had a deal. I don't know what you're dreaming about, but it is. It's going to get us all in danger. You've got to gather yourself. Uh, I. Gwen is just kind of confused. Um, because Carmen woke her up so abruptly. Um, she's kind of angered because she was. She was hoping to find out more, but Carmen obviously just was like, no, not today. Um, <laughs> Rude. She just kind of stares at him and then realizes her journal is still open and she hurriedly, like, she doesn't want Carmen to read it. Okay. Kinda, because she still doesn't really trust him. Yeah. So she, she scrambles to close the book and put the book away and pull out Dale. I, I, I'm s- sorry. I just... I... I I won't scream. I just... Uh, and she just kind of just rolls over and then rolls back. I, I, I'm sorry. I just... G- good night. And she just rolls over and okay. kind of snuggles uh, with Dale and just goes like, I I, I didn't know I was yelling. G- g- good night, Dale. And she tries... She force closes her eyes like a little kid trying to pretend they're asleep. All right. I look at Carmen. Come. I say, "You get used to it." <laughs> <laughs> I don't Ow! see how. I don't see how. And he walks over to Carmen. Walks over to the the hole in the ground and looks down and says, "I believe it's time to to swap out. I don't need much uh, time, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll I'll be up in just a moment. Okay." It's a, a bunch of like things start shuffling randomly since I startled or got startled and uh, <laughs> don't 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 okay thanks spell slots you got that <laughs> the cup falls and he grabs it <laughs> 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 just exactly. in time before it hits the ground yeah I see it I see it in my mind's eye gross cool. <laughs> whoa uh... all right so Craig's is sleeping Davin's sleeping Joxer. When you finish up and you get up there, replace Mr. Uh, Mr. Carmen Stone in, in, on watch. I need you to go ahead and roll a D100 for me. Okay. All right. No whammies. <laughs> it's a, uh, 78. Okay. So as you lay there and look around you, you again you get a sense of being watched and you see kind of in the distance this it looks like a light is on in the distance and like it's pointed at you like it's shining in your direction and as you look at it it's like it blinks and you watch it kind of move to your left a little ways and blink again. Blink. It's looking at you curiously. It's like every now and then it kind of squints a little. And you could tell this is an eye. It's, it's a single eye. And it's, it's creating... It's, it's, you don't know if it's actually like creating light or if any light that is in the space is just being reflected from this eye, but it's not getting any closer. It's just blinking every now and then, watching you, darting back away, watching. What are you going to do? Well, 
I see an eye, and and now I kind of want to cast a spell. Okay. Um, and uh, that spell is going to be an arcane eye. Okay. Um, so an eye for an eye. Yeah, an ah, eye for an oh, eye. Oh, <laughs> Um, so so basically, I create an invisible, uh, invisible uh, magical eye, and it hovers within range, and so. It's uh, I mentally receive visual information from that eye. It has normal vision and dark vision out to 30 feet, and it can look in every direction. And so I'm going to I'm going to set it out 30 feet and towards that okay. other eye and it is invisible. So, OK, uh, can you make a perception check with that eye for me? Sure can. Does it have any change of stats on that or? Uh, or, as or a action. role with, with that eye or is it just an extension of your own ability to see there's no limit on how far away the eye can move or it can move but it can't go to another plane uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I think it just uses mine but it okay, does have great. dark vision so I wouldn't be at like disadvantage right so make it make a perception check then alright that is a uh, twelve. Eleven plus twelve. 12. Okay. So you're seeing this creature as it's looking at you. You can tell that it is a creature with an eye, with, with one single eye. And it's it's a very unique looking, something you hadn't really seen before, but you're only seeing like a silhouette of it as it walks around on two legs. Uh, but it's got a large upper body, almost like kangaroo shape almost with this weird shaped head it's hard to kind of make out what it is but as as it's darting around it doesn't seem to be coming any closer it seems to almost be apprehensive to approach it's just keeping an eye literally on what you guys are doing okay um i'll probably move that that eye a little closer see if i can get a little bit better uh vision on it um okay. and go for one more uh gander before i try to pull anything back or okay uh, okay so that is a 15 a 15 got it uh that's a little better so if you go get a little closer and you look you notice that as you kind of get a little closer are you moving yourself closer or just the eye uh, just the eye. I don't. Okay. So it's invisible. I, I at this point it seems leery, right, right. so I don't want to make any movements myself. Yeah. Okay. So you get a little closer with the fifteen. You can see it a little better now. Uh, this creature has big, strong legs and feet with three big claws on it, and it's a little more than a silhouette. And this big eye you see is this big green eye with this nasty-looking teeth-filled mouth. Its back has these big, sharp-looking spikes, or its, its back has these big, sharp-looking spikes on it, and it's blinking that big eye at you, and with its four-fingered, clawed hands, just grabbing a tree as it looks around the tree at you, trying to see what you guys are all about, and just kind of look at you all and check you out a little bit, and it's, it's just watching. It doesn't seem to be wanting to attack or anything at the moment, but that, that's what it looks like, like a weird monster-looking creature but seems apprehensive to just dart in. Okay. Um, I think at this point, it seems a little more like it's trying to scope out if if we could be lunch or not. So I'll, mm -hmm. I'll probably get 
you know, I'll stand up and kind of face the direction that I know it's at. And, um, okay. I'll just kind of say, leave us be. It's not worth okay. your time. So you're approaching it a little uh, bit. I'm, I'm just at like the edge. I took like two steps forward. Yeah. I'm not going mu- like at it. Just at the uh, sound of your voice. It kind of leans its head back a little bit, like trying to like startled a little bit that you acknowledged it. It's like it didn't realize you saw it until now. Don't and perceive me. When it when it realizes you saw it, it kind of takes a couple steps back and, and its hands come away from the tree and uh, you see it kind of stepping a little bit apprehensively and, and looking away from it and back towards you, away from you, back towards you. Like it's trying to decide if it's going to run away or not. Uh, do you want to do anything in this moment or um, let it decide itself? I, I think, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd lightly say, um, if you mean no harm, that's fine. But we are, we are not any any group to mess with not that i expected to understand but mhm so it starts to suddenly walk towards you a little bit and then you start to speak again and it takes a few steps back and it turns and it runs away into the woods and as it runs away you suddenly see three more run away with it mm-hmm. follow it away and that's where we'll leave the episode. Wow. There's always something watching us. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. How does it feel like <laughs> somebody's <laughs> watching me? <laughs> it was almost good. Oh, right. Oh, the outro. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episodic installment of The Hired Swords. Uh, forgot to mention, we're going bi-weekly uh, to, for the remainder of Season 2, and we'll continue that schedule on for Season 3 with potentially some different episode links. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for listening. It's just so nice to be here with you. We love you. Bye now. I mean, if you want to check out more of our stuff, you can just just Google the hired swords. All right. Yeah, I'm, uh, I should I should I should go now.